Hey guys, it's Rachel Silver Cohen, and today I am coming in hot. Dr. Boga is in for it because I am on a tear. I had a big, brassy, bold ask of a celebrity. It fell flat, and now I want to address it because all Bethany Frankel had to do was say, sorry, not sorry. Tune in to the episode and hear what happens. What do you get when the audacious and the therapist collide? A crash course in unpolished therapy. Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca aren't afraid to spin out of control, tackling all the tough talk. Their weekly sesh meets at the corner of audacity and advice, where their wheels and yours get turned upside down. Hey guys. It's Rachel Silver Cohen. You know what that means. We are ditching the couch. We're grabbing the mics. We are breaking down some serious unpolished wreckage today. On the corner of audacity and advice, I am so glad Dr. Boca is here because I am coming in hot. Good morning, uh, Dr. Boca. Uh-oh. I don't know if I'm ready for hot. I would love just like a lukewarm, but if you're hot, I'll sit back and I'm ready to take it. Bring it on. Well, you might need another co-host then because I am coming in hot. But the good uh. news is all the work that you and I have done, at least the awareness piece is something that I'm keeping on the forefront of this conversation. But I'm definitely hot and bothered about something. And I want to just hash it out you know me though, if I'm coming in hot and I need to hash something out, it's basically like you got to give me carte blanche to just sit here and fucking rant and you're going to be the amazing therapist that you are and <laughs> nod your head and smile and say, Rachel, you are so right. You are so right. I hear you. I see you. I validate your feelings as unpolished as they may be. Okay. Um, well, I love when people tell me how to do the job. I know, right? Well, li- listen, you know me well enough to know that I do have a voice and I try to use it for good. In this case, I certainly want to make sure that we stay on task because I know I have a tendency to kind of go all over the place. So I want to cut to the chase. I am upset about something. And the most important thing is that I want to make sure that what I'm upset about does not get lost in the shuffle by the smoke and mirrors of a shiny penny. And what do I mean by that? Okay. Let me back up. Do you remember a couple weeks ago, I told you, first of all, my childhood best friend in the entire world, we've known each other since we're zero, her daughter is getting married, right? Mm -hmm. And I was traveling for the wedding. I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't remember the last time I actually went to a wedding. No, it's been a long time. Certainly the wedding of a childhood friend who now, I mean, this is, it doesn't get more family than family. Right. 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 Okay. So I'm going to get on a plane. I'm going to travel to my childhood best friend's daughter's wedding. And I mean, talk about selling and oh my God, and what a beautiful occasion and so on and so forth. But you know me, the self-proclaimed narcissist is like, oh my God, what am I going to wear? Of course. What am I going to wear? What am I going to wear? I mean, me, 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 me. Okay. Well, I don't know what I'm going to wear with the exception of I have 8,000 dresses in my closet with the tag still on, I might add, but yet not good enough, not good enough, not good enough. This is my childhood best friend's daughter's wedding. And I want to feel and look like a million bucks. Why not? You'll only live once. And why not? Right? Well, why not? But I'm sure there were many dresses in your closet that would make you look like a million bucks. But I understand this is big. So go for it. 
Okay. So now I am scrolling around at night like I do on Instagram. And lo and behold, I stop on a frame of the most magnificent dress I have seen from a celebrity for a lack of a better way to categorize, right? And I see the most magnificent black tie appropriate dress that this celebrity is wearing. And I'm like googly eyed over the dress. Now, We all know that technology and I are not friends. I have no idea how to figure out like who makes the dress. How do I find the dress? I want to get my hands on the dress. And I now enlist friends of mine who A, are more technologically savvy and B, are fashion forward that they certainly would be able to hedge if they weren't technologically advanced, but they're fashion forward that they would Mm -hmm. be able to figure it out faster than me. Okay. So I do, 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 do. And I touch base with one of my girlfriends who's fashion forward. Oh my God, pull this up. Do you see this dress? Who is it? How do I get it? And help now. Mm-hmm. So she writes me back and she tells me who makes the dress and so forth. Anyway, let's just now cut to the chase. Bethany Frankel was wearing the most magnificent Balmain black velvet dress with rhinestone or Swarovski crystals, if you will, to the premiere of Feud, which is the new, it's probably not that new anymore, but several weeks ago it was, the FX series about Truman Capote and the Swans, and it was getting all this fanfare, and the premiere was a big hoity-toity event. And now I'm scrolling through her pages, and I've been following Bethany for years, and there's a lot of naysayers out there that probably think she's a little extra, a little too much, or a lot extra, a lot much. But nonetheless, regardless of my agreeing or disagreeing with that, I always followed her from the time that she was a nobody to an mm-hmm. up and cometh somebody, right? Okay. And I, I give her mad props. I, I really do, which really has nothing to do with where I'm going at the moment. But I kind of just want to say that like, good for her. You know what? She rose from the ashes. She's a big success and at a girl. Okay. Yeah. Credit where credit is due. Credit where credit is due. Good job, Bethany. So I now say to my friends, oh my God, it's Balmain. Like, well, womp, womp, right? (laughs) Like I completely just diffused any air that I might've had in my toolbox to Mm -hmm. get my hands on the dress because anyone that knows anything about anything fashion related, Balmain is absolutely not in my price range. And there goes that idea. Okay. So I joking around say to my friend, oh, I wish there was a foul main, which you know me, like that's my version of, of you know, a fake foul main, right? Uh-huh. So now we're kind of giggling back and forth. And I was like, you know what? I should ask her to borrow it. I oh my God. The dress, the dress couldn't be more perfect for a black tie wedding. Okay. This wasn't just your average Joe affair. It's in Nashville, Tennessee. So we have a little bit of like that Southern sophistication. Mm-hmm. And even though I'm, I'm an outlier because I'm like the lone childhood friends from 52 years ago. And probably my friend is going to like seat me in like third row in the kitchen <laughs> with the wait staff. <laughs> but God damn it, I'm still going. I want to look great. And how do I get my hands on this Balmain dress? I'm pretty ballsy, right? You I'm are. Polish. I've you been are. known before mm-hmm. to do things that while we may think it, others would not necessarily pull the trigger on. But Absolutely. fuck it. We live once. I'm going to ask the girl to borrow the dress. Why the hell not? I have nothing to lose, right? <laughs> so my my friend is like, oh my God, only you. Okay. Only you. you. Mm-hmm. Only me. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I now, Dr. Boca, 
I tool around with a little bit of technology that I know how to do. And I find an email for her, which is like vis-a-vis Instagram, but it goes to the publicist also. And I now send an email. Okay. And well, we can get to the email in a minute or you'll, you can take my word for it, but I send the email. I gave it some thought. I tell my girlfriend, I sent an email. I did it. She's like, Oh my God. I send her a copy of the email and she was like, Oh my God. She's totally going to send you the dress and not for anything, but I feel like the way that I wrote the email, I kind of thought she was going to send me the dress also because think about it, Dr. Boca. At the end of the day, it's a dress. I didn't ask her for her firstborn, right? <laughs> I didn't ask her for a percentage of her business empire. I asked to fucking borrow a dress that happened to have been beautiful. And yeah, it's expensive. Okay, big fucking deal. She can afford it, right? Well, she's so probably I- not going to wear it again if it was that spectacular, which by the way, to our listeners, I also don't know what this dress looks like. So the way she describes it, I'm thinking it is the most God awful dress ever. So Rach, you're going to have to at some point show our listeners, put it out there on social media, something so that everybody can look at this dress, but keep going. She's never going to wear it again if it was that Not a problem. And you're right. Like in my head, I'm like, oh my God, she's never, even if it was $8 trillion, which it probably was, she's never wearing it again. Nope. Because maybe because I guess in today's world, like God forbid you should ever wear the same thing twice, which shame on me because I have a whole closet full of shit that I never wear, but I digress. I also didn't think she was going to wear it again because the amount of posting all mm-hmm. over social media was right. she literally choked the dress down every one of her followers' throats that how could you possibly wear it again unless, of course, you were going to a Halloween party or you were lending it to your daughter or you right. were giving it away to the manicurist, okay? Correct. So I draft this email. And again, I'm not up for a job, right? I wasn't giving my resume. I tried to be kind of like just me, right? I, I wasn't overthinking it to the point where I needed someone to spell check and correct grammar and run on sentences, right? I made a joke about, oh, you know, I, I saw the dress. It's absolutely stunning. You, and not to mention, you know, complimenting her up the wazoo because she sure. did look amazing. And we should lift each other up, okay? Absolutely. Let's, let's point that out again. I think that's the second time I've said it now, right? Women empowering women. Let's lift each other up. Let's be each other's friend. And let's not compete over something that there's no competition here, right? Mm-hmm. So I say, you know, oh, when I found out that it, that it was a Balmain, I, you know, I felt very defeated. I'm a single mom. There's not even a shot in remote hell that I could ever pay that kind of money for a dress like that. I throw in the part. It's my childhood best friend's daughter's wedding and house special and yada, yada, yada. And I know it's ballsy and it's a big ask, but like at the end of the day, and this is what I'm writing in the email, like, but is it, is it really like, give me a break, right? You're never wearing the dress again and yada, yada, yada. If the listeners out there want to see a copy of the email, more than happy to put it up on our website. Not a problem at all. But I go on to say, look, I don't even know if you're going to get this email or not, but it's a great story. If you take me up on the offer, you rock the look. I'd kill to wear it. I hope I hear back from you. And of course, you know, for all the right reasons, yada, yada, Rachel Silver Cohen. Okay. So did you hear back from her? Because I didn't hear back from her. Okay. That's number one. I, first of all, before you keep going, like kudos to you for putting yourself out there like that. Kudos for you for being true to yourself and being as unpolished as you always are. And for coming at it with the understanding that this is what we should be doing is raising people up, sharing what we don't have to make other people feel good, whether it's a dress or money, whether it's a car, whatever it is that's going to help people, even if it's like your favorite 
I don't know, your favorite eyeliner, whatever it might be. And so just kudos to you for asking because I could tell you a million people who wouldn't ever have even taken the risk to ask. So whatever happens as you're going to explain, I just wanted you to get some props for that. Okay, well, thank you. Do you have a Balmain dress that I can borrow then? <laughs> no, I don't, but I want to go shopping in your closet. Oh, no, right. well, you I can, mean, but and and you know what? And I'm interrupting you because that is one of the points I want to make here. Because Dr. Boca, not only can you go shopping in my closet, it would be my pleasure for you oh, to go shopping in my you. closet. And that is what we do, whether I've worn the dress once or nuns. Yeah. Okay. That's what you do for friends. Now, I mm-hmm. also want to point out that under no uncertain terms do I think that. Bethany and I are friends and she has any right to feel badly about not letting me borrow the dress. I I don't even know her. I I get it, right? In the proverbial, famous, notorious phrase, and I'm going to paraphrase a little bit of, you know, Kelly Ben Simone, okay, to the listeners out there, you know, from way back in the day of, of the Real Housewives days, okay? Yes, Bethany is up here. Okay. And I am down here. Now our listeners can't see us, but I am below her. She is the Dalai Lama of whatever she wants to be the Dalai Lama of under no uncertain terms. Do I think that we're equals, but, and here's where the, but comes in. Okay. She is a public figure. All Mm -hmm. right. And she now touts herself as like an influencer. And in the world of this social media platform where we're literally sharing and oversharing and then oversharing the overshare and we're influencing others. And then those others by definition become the influencees. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you not get back to someone if they reach out to you? Now, um, I, that's rhetorical because I want to finish the conversation and then you can jump in with your non-therapy therapy advice to me. Okay. I was not finished with the fact that I didn't hear back from the publicist and I didn't hear back from her. Okay. It wasn't enough. We're just regular people. People are people are people. Cue Barbara Streisand. Okay. <laughs> fine. So I now, again, it was someone who prides myself on being a, a girl's girl. Yes, I'm a guy's girl too. But in the spirit of we've got to look out for each other and be part of like a girl gang, right? I now enlist my girlfriends. And I'm like, you guys, you're not going to believe it. Like, I sent Bethany Frankel an email. I, I want to wear this dress. I want to borrow it. They're like, send me, the, show me the email. Show me the email. They too read the email. They see that it's not like, you know, I, I'm, I'm not being obnoxious. I'm not begging. Like there's nothing more pathetic than a beg, right? That's hardly what I'm going to do here. But it was just a straightforward, you know, one compadre to the other, right? And they're like, oh my God, she's totally replying. You're totally getting the dress. Okay. Mm. So I'm now days go by and some of my friends, did you hear? Did you hear? What's the status? And everyone, you know, we have like this camaraderie about the dress. So I then say to another friend, I tell them the story about the dress. She's now screaming to me, screaming, oh my God, this happened to me also. Don't you remember? Or if you don't, let me tell you, there was a dress I wanted to borrow from Cindy Crawford, you know, back in the day and yada, yada, whatever. And how can I help you? And oh my God, and and we need to stick together. And it was such a beautiful reaction when I had called her saying, look, the first level here of correspondence, I'm up against a wall. Help me, help me, help me. She was so enthusiastic. And she's like, you know what? Hold on a minute. And I said, let's put our heads together. We don't live like in, you know, in Timbuktu. We don't live out in the middle of the boondocks. We live in Boca Raton. We've got to know someone who knows someone who knows someone. And the degrees of separation to Bethany Frankel, again, she's not a golden Buddha, right? Or she's not King Tut or anything. Let's find her. Lo and behold, my friend now is in touch with Bethany's childhood best friend, oh. okay, which 
ironic. Thought ironic. She's a local person here, lives here. I didn't know her, but when I heard her name, I'm like, oh yeah. Again, I've been following Bethany Frankel for a lot of years, and this individual, I guess, was on an episode or two with her way back in the day. And I was like, I, I say to my friends, oh my god, could you reach out to her? Or I'm not going to get shy now. Can I have her number? I'll do the asking. Mm-hmm. To which my dear friend not a problem at all. She didn't even blink. Absolutely. Here's the connect, yada, yada. I now connect with the best friend who was very gracious. Okay. She's not making any promises, but she said, if you send me a copy of the email, I'll make sure it gets in front of her. That is all I can ask for, right? That was very nice. That is so amazing. Mm -hmm. I was so appreciative. I definitely sent plenty of sunshine up her ass and rightfully so because I was grateful. I was appreciative. Sure. Sometimes it takes a village, which is actually what I emailed her saying, thank you so much for helping me reach Bethany. It does take a, a village. I'm incredibly appreciative of your willingness. And as an aside between you and me, Dr. Boca, I would imagine like the best friend of a now well-known celebrity, that's maybe not the easiest slot to be in. So I don't know how many times people are asking her for asks. And I just wanted to make sure she knew that like, you know, I don't know if you get bombarded like this all the time, but if you do, I'm so sorry, but like, you know, help a sister out. Right. Okay. So she now, according to her, says she's going to have it on her way to which now a couple days go by. I'm trying to be gracious. I don't want to piss anyone off. And then I text her again a couple days later. There's no response, yada, yada. And I just say, look, We all know what happens when you assume, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't want to assume here. You're saying she didn't get back to you and you've talked about other things, which the friend did say to me, since you forwarded on the letter, am I to assume here that it's a hard no? And by the way, folks, I am perfectly okay with the hard no, okay? I want to make that incredibly clear, all right? Because that's the piece of this that like, I don't want to bury the lead here. It Mm -hmm. isn't about the fact that she didn't send me the dress. The point of this whole unpolished conundrum here is the hard stop of door slam and no response when you are a public figure. So let me just clear this up for my own clarity, because I just want to make sure if I'm thinking it, our listeners are probably. So at no point did Bethany's PR people, her assistants, or anybody who might have gotten that, including Bethany, if in fact this friend gave it to her directly. You heard not a peep, not even an acknowledgement that we received your email. Nothing, correct? Not even a peep, peep, unpolished peep, peep. Not even, you know, return to sender. We have no idea who you are. Domain not found. None of that shit, which not for anything to Bethany and her team, if, if anyone happens to be out there in the metaverse. But, you know, I went so far as to go on to her website bethany.com. And again, this is where we are just people, right? Mm -hmm. You know, if you click on about me or the about tab or business is personal, she's got this one tab that says business is personal. You click on it and guess what you get, Dr. Boca? You get an error message. Okay. You get oops page not found, which I have to tell you and Bible this, if you will, there was something comforting Mm -hmm. about the fact that Bethany Frankel's website had glitches on it because, again, I don't want to start playing the leveling the playing field shit because as clever as I can be, I'm not a fool. I'm not looking for like a wits match here, okay? I'm not looking for war of the words or who's no. more clever or this and that. Bethany, no. you get the blue star, okay? That's not what this is. But it made me feel like, you know what? 
we're, first of all, we're the same age. We, not for anything, we do have some overlap in terms of the real life people of remember where you come from and, and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So it really kind of made me feel good. Like, you know what? All right. So maybe Jill, the publicist, okay, mm-hmm. on the auto link on her Instagram page, maybe they didn't get the email and fine. Good. You're busy. We get it. Maybe it got flushed in with all the other spam mail from all the other lunatics that are looking for you. Okay. But then, to go so far as to find the best friend and have the best friend say in writing, okay, mm-hmm. yes, I sent it on. I mean, unless she's lying and I'm certainly not going to condemn someone to think that they didn't do what they said they did. So I have to go under the pretense that the best friend was gracious to my local girlfriends and forwarded on the email. Okay. Mm-hmm. I wasn't looking for like a big song and dance. We didn't need to roll out the red carpet, but she said she did what she did. So I'm going to take that for face value. Shame on me if I'm the moron here, but I now have this second chain of commands here and there's now no answer, nothing. Well, Dr. Boca, you know me 125 episodes in. That okay. did not go over well. I'm not done. I'm not done. I want to borrow the fucking dress. Okay. Mm-hmm. Again, the dress is beautiful. It would be perfect. It would be age appropriate. It wouldn't upstage this beautiful, stunning, young, vibrant, in love bride. Okay. It was absolutely appropriate for the almost 52 year old childhood best friend invited with nobody who's probably going to be seated in the back of the corner in the and kitchen. become friends with the bus boy uh-huh. and I'm there for it all day long. Okay. Yeah. I still want to look awesome and I want to borrow the fucking dress. Okay. So now I have a whole nother gaggle of girls and now they are pissed. There is nothing better than you think one unpolished bitch. <laughs> oh my God. I can only room, imagine. Okay? I'm glad you didn't recruit right. me on this one. No, no. I have my A squad on this now. Okay. My <laughs> real badass, baldy, bitchy women who our ride or die when it comes to standing up and lifting each other up. Okay. Now I will take it to the grave, but now again, this shifted from it's less about the dress and it's more about the principle of how do we communicate in the world when the world, as we know it now is all done through social media, as pathetic as that is, don't, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't misunderstand. We know that that completely dilutes any type of emotional connection. All right. But if I was a celebrity, I actually would appreciate that smoke screen because it probably is a feeling of violation that every Tom, Dick and Harry is probably coming to you for something. And there's got to be a way to filter that out. Mm -hmm. But if you're as big and bold and brassy and important and celebrity-like and famous and successful. And again, we can define successful in however you want, but I mean, just ask Bethany, she'll tell you, she's not shy to say how successful she is. You should have an infrastructure that is as successful as the person that the infrastructure is for. Okay. And you don't want to email me back. Not a problem, lady. You don't want to lend out your shit. I probably wouldn't want to either if I didn't know you. Okay. If we're being honest, but your team, all right, needs to be on the spot. You need to figure out how to respond to your influences or the little minions that you now have following you, whether it's makeup, whether it's your tuna fish salad, whether it's your dressing, whether it's your whatever it may be. In this case, it's the goddamn Balmain dress that was insane that I wanted to borrow. Okay. You have one Someone job to get back to me. You have what exactly I don't one I always job. say that 
you have one job. And, and that's the other thing too. Was that person off that day? Sure, right. Must have been. She on vacation. Did you send her to do another one of your tasks? Cause you are very busy and we all get that. Like she was, somebody dropped the ball. She was borrowing the dress. Who? Her assistant. <laughs> her assistant. Exactly. Yeah, her assistant was. There. So now, and I know I'm long-winded, but I don't care because guess what? I'm 50% of this podcast and I want to get it out because it's bothering me. Okay. And the point here too, the long-windedness of this is that women have to stand up for women. They have to support each other and you got to get the job done. All right. The, and I even said to the friends, right? Even if she's going to tell me to go fuck myself, I would be thrilled to death with that response. But no response is gross. It's not okay. You're not using your platform appropriately. Hire more people. Guess what? You know, they always say you want something done. Give it to someone who's busy and mm-hmm. they'll get it done. I'm very busy. Bethany, you want to hire me? I'll do all your fan letter return mail to sender blah, 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 if you need it. Because it, it doesn't make someone feel good when you completely dismiss anything, whether it's an ask or even just a nice comment. By the way, in the original comments when she was toiting around in this gown, I'm the first one to be like, oh my God, you look amazing. You look amazing. So I just kind of want to put that out there. I'm all about, oh my God, you're great. Oh my God, good for you. Bravo. Yippee. Yay. You're not taking anybody down in order to be lifted up. No. And as you said, yeah. And you've said, and I've said too, and, and several people who have been guests on our show have said also like, there's enough sunshine for all of us Mm -hmm. on top of the fact that one of the things that Bethany does that I do credit her with that I think is amazing is that there's not a shot in hell she's going to ever let anyone forget her roots and where she came from, which was nowhere and that she did it all on her own, which is why also that I commend her. All right. Mm -hmm. But part of her giving back shtick that she does is like the UPS guy will show up at her door to deliver something. Okay. Which by the way, the something, whether it matters or not, is is like free crap that some big company wants her to influence us about. (laughs) And she's reaping the benefits of a gaggle of merchandise, which again, that's neither here nor there. But this nice little UPS guy or the FedEx guy comes to the door just doing his job. And in return, she's so gracious to say, Things like, oh my God, you know, just because it's Tuesday, I want to salute you and I want to say thank you to you. And do you like pretzels or do you like chocolate or would you like some licorice? And then she goes into her secret society of guest gift rooms and pulls out a gift to make someone happy, uh, you know, mm-hmm. a la Ellen DeGeneres. And and how amazing is that? So I'm just it saying is. like, either stay on brand or change your brands. But how hard is it to reply no. And and to that point too, because I can't let it go when I really dug in and, and I and I got out my frontliners who are going to stop at nothing. One of my girls who, again, I'm taking it to the grave and it doesn't matter where it came from, but lo and behold, I was able to get my hands on Bethany's phone number. No okay? way. I mean, oh gosh. Yeah. Gosh. And, and like, and again, like, oh my God, wow. like, I mean, it's not like, you know, press one for the president or two for the Dalai Lama. Like it, it, she's just a person, right? But we weren't going to stop. I wanted to see it through because that's what I do. Even if the answer is no, mm-hmm. how do you, I, and that's what I teach my kids too. see something through. You don't just give up halfway and pull yourself out of the game. Right. So we now kind of orchestrate together. Like, you know what? I mean, I'm not looking to like get arrested for like I, stalking. Seriously, or anything, but, like, I, since when is texting someone not allowed? And for the record, I want to be clear. I texted her one time okay. with 
a text that said, hey, Bethany, I don't know if you got the email from so-and-so, whatever, yada, yada. And, and I, I put in enough nuggets that well, she, knew she it was would link that this lunatic who's texting me now is the same lunatic that emailed me, that my friend sent to me, whatever. It, and again, that's just under the assumption that she even saw it, which I'm still not even sure that she saw it. But again, that's not even the point. Because the point now is that if you put yourself out there as a public figure and you're a do-gooder, right, and you are so quick to condemn other people's wrongdoings, right, then I'm just here to tell you, fix your program and have your back office people work a few more hours or hire someone else and answer the question, Claire, right? Answer the question, Claire, (laughs) right? So she didn't reply back to me. The publicist never heard back. My people, we sort of like, okay, you know, dog down and I'm going to have to wave the flag in terms of fuck you and the dress. I don't even care anymore. I'll wear what's in my closet and that'll be that. But again, for principle's sake, how about this, right? Like, dear Rachel, right? Thanks for being ballsy as fuck, right? You asked to borrow my million dollar dress. I don't even know that I would ask someone to borrow the million dollar dress, even though I now come to find out. Bethany thinks you're like a pussy. Now, this has nothing to do with me, but I've since seen some of her clips where asking to borrow something, like even that's beneath her, okay? You either want it full-blown, like, hey, can I have that? Or she's just going to go out and buy it herself. So now I wonder, hmm, under the assumption that she did read the letter or her people read the letter and didn't throw it in the garbage can, was it not ballsy to ask to borrow it? Would the mm. real ballsy ask? Can I have it? I love your million dollar dress. Here's my new dress. Could you just send <laughs> it on over? So that's one potential. Try okay. that, Rach. Okay. Well, guess what? The wedding has come and gone already. So what? I wore I sh- something that was in my closet. I will find you an event to wear the dress to. You can email one more time and say, hey, realizing that maybe I wasn't ballsy enough. I'm going to ask you one last time and then I'm going to drop this. Can I have well, the I'm dress? Hoping, I'm hoping, again, the last thing we want to do here on Unpolished Therapy, regardless of how unpolished we are, is look to be in any kind of like wordsmith war. Okay, no, that, that, that's not the point. Not. But I, again, I come from a school of, there's nothing that I wouldn't do for someone, certainly again, if they're a person of, of you know, the elk and cloth and, and my people. That's not what this is. No, okay. This was but your Sarah job, Blakely. Though. Okay. Well, wait, hello. Sarah Blakely, who like it doesn't get more successful and female empowerment than Sarah Blakely. She's got a whole situation happening over in her Spanx world where not only is she lending her wedding dress to strangers, wow. She is lending her wedding dress to strangers happily with enthusiasm, with grace and elegance and class. And, I and love that. it's her goddamn wedding dress, okay? Mm. So props to you, Sarah Blakely, Absolutely. for stepping up and keeping the traveling pants, right? Mm-hmm. Keeping the sisterhood of the traveling pants moving Going. in the right direction. It's such yes. a beautiful undertaking. And it just speaks volumes of not like, it's no skin off her back. She's never wearing that wedding dress again. But what she's doing to other girls out there. Making their a, day. afford it. Or B, it, it is a miracle dream come true. And everything in between. It's just such a beautiful thing. And it's easy for the person who's doing the giving. And that's where we say that selfish win-win thing comes into play. And that's where it's a win-win for everyone. It's selfless to mm-hmm. do something for someone else. And then selfishly, it makes you feel so good. 
So like, share your fucking shit, girl. Like, why not? Why not? And what a great story. Not that she needs any press, right? And not that this is going to travel the globe from the story perspective. But you know what? How about saying, you know what? Good for you, girl. You have chutzpah that you even asked the ask. And, you know, if it were me, I would have gone all in, right? I would have pushed all my chips in and I yep. wouldn't have just asked to borrow it. I would have been like, dude, can you send it to me and that pocketbook also that you were carrying? <laughs> and the shoes? Which, by the way, I didn't, I, right, I didn't even want the pocketbook. I didn't need the pocketbook. I don't need the jeweler. I, none of it. I mean, I thought I was being humbly unpolished mm-hmm. by just asking to borrow it. Now, I want to tell you this, even in the letter that her people could have crafted, right? She could have stuck in a little bit of her Bethany-isms. She could have kind of gave it back to me. Like, you know what, lady? No one's even looking at you anyway, because you're just a seat holder, right? You're just filling up the room. You go to a wedding. Nobody's looking at anyone except the bride. So suck it up, buttercup. Pull out something from your closet. You're going to look great. The joy that's going to ruminate in the room because of this beautiful couple is really all that matters. So you know what? Hang in there. Thanks for asking. But if I say yes to you, I have to say yes to everyone else. And she could also say, go fuck yourself. And I would have been thrilled. I would have been so happy with the (laughs) go fuck yourself. All you needed to say was, sorry, not sorry. But to not reply at all. There's Mm -hmm. no sisterhood in that. There's no standing up for your platform of being a public figure and giving back. And again, giving back does not have to be in a tangible item. It's just Mm -hmm. giving back out of courtesy. And I want you to know, and then I'm going to be quiet because I want to hear what you have to say from the psychology standpoint of all this. But one of my friends who was kind of on team unpolished to Mm -hmm. kind of make this thing happen and come to fruition, she was telling me a story. And this, by the way, is a successful female professional person in our sphere. Okay. Okay. All right. Things don't always come easily to everyone, but she's a grinder and she's worked her way up and she is a success in her own right. And to this day, as a 50 plus 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 year old successful woman tells the story that when she was 11 years old, she absolutely loved Eric Estrada. Now we're probably dating ourselves because remember Eric Estrada, (laughs) the police officer, exactly. That one I know. Okay. So Eric Estrada, and, and again, trying to channel yourself back to like the late 70s and 80s, but he was in a either a car accident or maybe even a motorcycle accident. I don't know what type of accident, but nonetheless, he was in a big accident. And my friend at you know the mere age of 11 years old is now devastated because mm-hmm. this is her idol. And I'm sure there's posters in her room and oh my God. And out of the goodness of her heart, she writes him a letter, okay? Wishing him well and please get better. And oh my God, and I love you, I love you, I love you. And like, that's a beautiful thing to do, right? Right. Absolutely. Okay. Well, to this day, she is traumatized because what she got back in return was one of those auto reply type of letters or whatever that, you know, hey, for 11 bucks or $3 a month or, you know, whatever the price was, you too can join my fan club. And she was so taken aback, like just picture it, like as a young kid, like here it is your idol and all you want to do. She at that age, it wasn't like, I'll give you this if you give me that. It was, oh my God, someone that I love and look up to is hurt. I want to make them feel better. Mm. And the response was, it's what, you know, my line, like, I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for yeah, a hamburger. Of course. Today. I just want to put that in perspective too, because I don't know a lot of famous people, but I do know one or two. And back in the day, you know, I went to college with Rachel Zoe. 
Okay, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to say Rachel Zoe because I know her as Rachel Rosenzweig, but um, Roger Berman, her husband, who even back in college they were a couple who were the most delicious couple known to mankind, and we spent countless hours and days and months and you know we plenty of plenty of plenty of time together as quote unquote equals and kids and whatnot. But many many years ago, um, after she you know became a public figure herself. There was something that I wanted to buy, actually, like something in her line that that I wanted. And I wasn't really sure how to reach her and so on and so forth. So I just reached out directly to Roger, her husband, who was her manager or, you know, part of her team and I guess still is. But that was the path of least resistance, if you will. Yeah. And I have to tell you something. He could not have been more Mm. gracious. Okay. And it wasn't about you have this and I want it. It was just about communicating with another person that was reaching out. And mm-hmm. I'm sure we all know someone along the way. Remember, Dr. Boca, we're, we're not babies anymore. We're not little kids. We're not people who are like just starting out. Like we, I'm sure we all have our own Kevin Bacon, yes. six or seven or 11 degrees of separation or people who know people. And when you care about others and trying to see something through to fruition, you do go all in and you do answer the question, Claire. And I just kind of want to talk about that because again, I don't want to segue to I'm having a temper tantrum in the corner because a celebrity didn't get back to little old me, even though I'm sure if Oprah Winfrey reached out and was like, Hey, Bethany, I'm skinny now. Can I borrow the dress? Like, I'm pretty sure someone (laughs) may have gotten back to Oprah. Right. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I think the bigger discussion and where our therapy comes in Mm -hmm. is how do we continue to rise above the noise and the static when we're let down, right? Mm -hmm. Even if it is by someone who, by other people's measures, could be an idol or a celebrity or someone that you hold in high regard, or just your average Joe, a friend, a family member that you have expectations and then they let you down. And how do we temper that and do better and not let us set us back 10 paces. Mm-hmm. Like what's the lesson underneath it and how do we continue to learn from it? Well, there's so many things there that I want to answer and I want to ask and have comments about. So I do think that you're right here. So you didn't have to tell me to tell you that you were right and that I see <laughs> you and that I hear you. I got this. But can, but can you just say it one more time? Please? Okay. I think you are right here. (laughs) I see you, I hear you, and I understand all the frustration that you have. Nobody likes to be disappointed, right? And nobody likes to be unacknowledged. And I think that that's what's going on here. And it's one thing when we're disappointed and let down from family members or people that we really have a strong connection to. Those should be the really painful ones, right? And we're going to have those moments of pain and we're going to have those moments of being like, wow, not the person I thought you were, expected more from you. How do I soothe that and appreciate that we're just human. Everybody's human. And, you know, maybe they were having something going on in their life. I love them. They've shown up in other situations. They've heard me before. They've seen me before. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I'm going to have the courage to speak the sadness and to speak the hurt and to speak the disappointment that I'm having, hopefully in a way that they can be receptive to it. And hopefully they're emotionally mature enough to be able to have that conversation back with us. Doesn't always happen. And we might have to cut some 
tethers with them and may not be able to have that relationship. But we are exactly like you said, we're in our midlife. Now is the time that we can have those authentic conversations and share our emotionally vulnerable selves with them. However, I say that, and then we have this whole group of people that we're not emotionally connected to in terms of they don't know us, they are these famous people, or they are these big shots, and they have a choice, right? And it's funny because when you started this whole thing, you were like, I was scrolling on social media, and I'm like, ah, that is the problem right there, right? (laughs) Is that damn social media, right? And we can always go back to that. But really, in this day and age, look, I am sure she is extremely busy. I am sure that she has a billion people reaching out to her left, right, up, down. However, I really think it's such a testament to the authenticity and the appreciation for how people got to the positions that they are in in society, whether they're famous actors and actresses, whether they were in reality TV show, which basically means that you are a human being who had an opportunity to spread your life out there and was edited in a way that you became famous, okay, or you had famous spouses, or you had a famous business, or you're a sports person. There are a million different ways we can become famous. It is a testament, though. We are not born with worth that is any better than any other person. Mm -hmm. We are all Mm -hmm. starting from the same equal plane. And at Mm -hmm. the end of this, that is what we always should remember. No matter how high we get on the mountain, there's only one place to go when you're that high. It's down. And you want to do everything in your power not to come off of that pedestal. But I remember reading in Ethan's book, and I've said it a million different ways, but greatness is a choice. He talked about being emotionally vulnerable amongst these really big wig people. They were able to be emotionally vulnerable with him. And he was like, wow, when he was talking about imposter syndrome, because he was like, wow, these big wigs can get vulnerable and have these feelings of inadequacy and uncertainty. And he reminded himself that like, They were like little boys on the playground in the sandbox. And if we can remember that we all start there, these types of moments are opportunities for them to use their success in a way that would be so meaningful. When you get that high up, you need your audience. You need the people out there that are just the regular and the mundane to keep you up there, right? And so you can't forget that those are the people that would just appreciate a tiny little nugget from you, an acknowledgement to be seen and to be heard. That's all any of us want. And it would have just been so nice for somebody to respond. That's it. It's nothing else. Just respond. And to your point about being emotionally vulnerable and the imposter syndrome piece, specifically, even though I want to broadband this out for our audience, because not everyone maybe it's not as relatable when you're dealing with regular people like us and a celebrity. We want to temper this to our audience. Mm-hmm. But but in this particular case, the thing that's so interesting is that Bethany herself, remember, I have been following her for since her inception of being in the public eye. And the times I respect her the most or when she is vulnerable, when she starts with the crying and she talks about my success is so enormous. And here I am at the NASDAQ or I'm down on Wall Street and I'm ringing the opening bell or the closing bell for whatever her latest and greatest project is. And then she realizes in this moment, this is like the all time biggest 
moment of her whole professional career and like, where are her people? Mm. That tugs at my heartstrings, okay? Mm -hmm. When she is sad about something, or by the way, I don't want to glorify sadness. Even when it's a major phenomenal moment, but she is real enough to be like, I'm in my cardigan sweater with no makeup on and that's where I'm happiest, lying in bed with my kids or my dogs. That is where humanity plays Mm -hmm. in. And that's where I say, you know what? Behind the Wizard of Oz, behind the smoke screen, Mm -hmm. behind your Balmain dress, behind your diamonds, behind all the the pocketbooks that everyone sends you, and behind all those clothes that have tags on it in your closet, you two are just like us. And that's why, A, I relate, but also why I I'm impressed with the success too, because it wasn't handed to her. And, and, and I keep going back to that because I feel, and if I'm wrong, then someone out in the universe of celebrity, how it, how things get done. Okay. Needs to get back to people like us to just let us know what the playbook is and mm-hmm. what are the rules that you go by, because you can't have it both, both ways. ways. What's good exactly. for the goose has to be good for the gander. Also, you can't have us in your wheelhouse where mm-hmm. you think your new role Monday, Wednesday, and Friday is to influence us with the latest and greatest product, but then ignore the people that you're trying to speak to as your audience. It right. just doesn't work. And again, th- she's ignoring the people that are helping to elevate her. All of our acknowledgments to famous individuals, all of our buys for things that have been influenced by them, that is all propelling them into more success. You can't do it without us, right? And I don't mean literally us, but all the people the that are the regular people. The regular exactly. People. And I had to chuckle when you said on her website, that yeah, there was a that glitch, was broken. right? But <laughs> not only that was broken, but what area was broken? The about me was broken, right? Like I have to chuckle about that part of it because, you know, you hear you're saying, I don't remember how you phrased it, but it was like, you know, sharing success or however it was that she put it out on, on her screen. And of course, I didn't look at the website because I didn't know this was going to be the topic today, right? But how ironic here's the person. She could have said anything. She could be a certain way and it was broken, which I just got a chuckle out of as unpolished as we are, that of all the pages, that was the one that had the glitch. But I do want to share with you, it is so appreciated as an average folk myself. Mm -hmm. It is so appreciated when there is somebody who has made it through the ranks and has moved up particularly whether it's because of a skill set they have or because they created something or they pushed and persevered and made it in the world. It is the most amazing thing, especially to watch it through kids' eyes when they are so invested in another person because of their influence, right? And when the child is pushed to reach out to them, they do respond. And it doesn't have to be, like you said, in anything material, just a, hey, dude, thanks. And it just happened to my son quite recently. We were at a, in Philadelphia, we were at, I don't really know what it is. It's like the, it's like the minor leagues, but it's for basketball, whatever that is called. Okay. And there was a game and a lot of the players that are on the team, which would have been the 76ers, 
junior game, junior league, whatever it is. And I don't mean to minimize it and not to be naive, but we went to the game and we had the best time there. They were playing in Delaware against some team. And we sat on a couch right on the court. It was a very cool experience. But some of these players are players that are practicing because when they need to be called up to the NBA, they pull these players to the 76ers. So afterwards, my son went up to get some um, autographs and he waited outside the bathroom for this one person. And my son is going to kill me because I'm terrible with this, but I think it was Ricky Council. Okay. And we waited and we waited. And my son starts talking to the security guard there and, you know, became really good friends with the guy. Like, just thought it was so nice. And the security guard said, he's going to be out. I'm going to make sure he comes out to talk to you because they were just having such a nice bond. Anyway, the guy came out and he not only was just the nicest individual, he signed everybody's stuff. And as my son was walking away, my son said, hey, you want to give me your headband? And he's like, oh, I'd get in trouble if I did. And so my son walked away and then he goes, yo, and he throws the sweaty headband at my kid. So my son gets home and he DMs him on some, I guess it was Instagram, maybe Snapchat. I don't even know. And Ricky Council replied to him. And it was the nicest thing because here was this young kid who was showing him and being so appreciative of the moment and thanking him for this. And the guy could thank him back. So fast forward, he gets pushed up into the NBA. So my cousin was at the game and he's a, you know, he's a little younger than my son and quite young relative to you, Rachel, asking for the dress. And he went up to Ricky Council for my son because my son wasn't at the game and Ricky Council sent a video. And it was the nicest thing. And that is how you build a following. That is how you build allegiance. And this guy's in the NBA now. Like, so it wasn't like he needed my son to push Mm -hmm. him there, but it was just, he didn't lose his humanness. And my son will always remember that. He will always, always remember that. And I just think that Bethany could have had an opportunity here. And if not Bethany, her people could have had an opportunity. And it would have really not only just reconfirmed what you thought you knew about her and loved about her, but it also would have just built you up. And like you said, if we're not competing with each other and we're building each other up, this could have been just a win-win over and over and over again, because it would have made for a great story. You probably would have looked divine at this wedding. You would have posted it a billion times thanking her. Then she would have put that on her social media. People would have been like, oh my God, Bethany, you're amazing, right? And even though Bethany might not have wanted all the publicity because she doesn't want people asking for dresses, it just was such a great opportunity for everybody. And I'm sorry that she missed it. I'm sorry that her people chose not to respond. I'm sorry for you, Rach, but please don't let it diminish the necessity of you asking, you putting yourself out there, but more importantly, you and your group and all the women listening and men out there, let us push each other higher. Let us reach out and be the catalyst that pushes people to go further, do more, be better, feel better. And if we could just send that message out, then this entire experience, Bethany, you got to win, even though you didn't deserve the win. Yeah. And Dr. Boca, thank you for kind of packaging that up beautifully. But you are right, because at the end of the day, the story continues. And what it's done for me now is it's made me better. There's nothing I wouldn't do 
for my group. And I'm so appreciative of the girls that rallied around me to kind of do what needed to be done to even find this person. And again, as if like the Wizard of Oz, like big, scary Bethany, and like we're petrified to bang down her door. And at the end of the day, she's just a person. My father always said, to your point about the basketball player that was so gracious to your son, my father always used to say, it doesn't cost anything to be kind. It just doesn't. It doesn't. And what has now happened, at least in my world, of my eyes being open to what can I do for my people? And not that, you know, I have much to give, but let me tell you something. I have opened up my closet more than several times. You need a dress. You got it. You need jewelry. Here you go. You pair of shoes. What size are you? And that's what my girls do. And, Mm -hmm. And incidentally, it just so happens, you know, you can't make this up. There was a dress from a zillion years ago. It was this Cynthia Rowley. We call it my friends and I, we called it the butterfly dress. Okay. I bought it during COVID which I had nowhere to go in it, but it was one of those dresses that it's like, oh, this is so avant-garde. I could probably rock it. I'm going to buy it. It wasn't a zillion dollars, but it wasn't free, right? Mm -hmm. And it sat in my closet. It sat in my closet. It sat in my closet. It sat in my closet, okay? Lo and behold, over the course of time, who was wearing that dress on social media? None other than Bethany Frankel. So clearly we kind of have the same taste, okay? Even though our budgets are not the same, but nonetheless. And then I would say this before the Bethany ask, okay? Mm -hmm. Maybe a, a month prior, there was an event that we were all going to. And my friend's daughter had been Googling over this butterfly dress that I've had in my closet forever that Again, the tags are still on. I've never worn. It was my absolute pleasure to say, Mm -hmm. you get your gorgeous ass over here. The dress is yours. Here you go. For me, I missed the moment. It was too youthful. It wasn't going to land the right way. And I guarantee you, Dr. Boca, I had more joy watching my friend's daughter wear that dress than I ever would have if I put it on, even with the tags on that I had to cut off fancy tape thing so that people knew that like you couldn't return it or whatever. And that's what we need to do. Yeah, and that's Bethany, what it's about. You know, I don't know that she's ever going to hear this conversation or not, but I am disappointed because if we don't stick up for each other as an aggregate, then no one else is going to do it. Dr. Boca, I want to thank you for letting me rant and just kind of getting it out there. And I'm done with it. I can put it to bed now because not for anything. Let me just tell you something. In hindsight, now that the wedding has come and gone and I went and what did you wear? It's beautiful. Oh, and okay. I wore a dress in my closet that Good. had been sitting there for years, which incidentally also, again, I'm not making this shit up. When I bought the dress that I ended up wearing that had the tags on it, I wore it for the first time to this wedding, but not before I lent it out with the tags on to a friend of mine who wore it to an event several years ago, because that's what women do. And Mm -hmm. that's how we lift each other up. And it's a win for everyone. So you know what? I looked fine. If Bethany had written me the letter to say no one's looking at you anyway, she probably would have been right because I don't really think people were. And that's fine. I felt good. I wore something that I recycled in my closet. I happen to have gotten compliments. So there you go. Right. And at the end of the day, at a wedding where the room where there was over 300 plus 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 people, maybe a velvet high neck gown. I mean, I'm I'm having a perimenopausal flash just thinking about wearing that. (laughs) So maybe all's well that ends well. Supposed to be that way. point again of the story, truly, so that we don't miss the mark here and we don't bury the lead, is that it's about lifting each other up and it doesn't hurt to just answer the question. And Bethany, you got a big team of people 
who work behind you. And I've always said, no matter what career I've ever been in, you are only as good as the people you surround yourself with, right? Exactly. You are only as strong as your weakest link. And someone along the way, even if the ask was the most absurdly unpolished, pathetic, dumb, whatever, or ballsy and brassy and bold and whatever, regardless of, of how it was received, there should have been some type of answer. And it's just not okay. So the question as we wrap up our chat today is really to the masses. When you are a public figure, what are the rules and regs? And what should we as your followers or influencees expect out of you if we're going to put our time and attention into listening to what you have to say? We need to know how you're going to respond when we actually ask for something. Yeah, because we would hold our friends to the same standard. And if they didn't respond when we asked them something or they didn't give us the time of day, we would reevaluate whether or not we would want to be friends with them. And the same thing for public figures, I would assume that we would have to say, hey, this is someone I've trusted. This is somebody that I've invested in. And if they're not caring about the people who have gotten them here or supported them and kept them there, are these people that I really want? Do I share the same values with them? And we wouldn't want that for Bethany. We don't want that for anybody. But it's just, it, we have to hold everybody to the same standard. I, I do just want to, you know, kind of jam the last word in too, that I was leading with love initially from the jump. Mm-hmm. It was, I think you're fabulous. I think you're great. You looked amazing. Da, da, da. I've been, you know, so it wasn't like I was this crazy lunatic who was trying to reach out strictly for personal gain. And we're probably beating a dead horse. So we're going to, we're going to end it there. But I, I do want our listeners to chime in on this because I do think that it speaks to the bigger picture. So if you guys have comments, questions, concerns, if you've ever asked someone who potentially, I guess, on the Richter scale of importance was maybe a little bit more elevated than you and you felt badly about it, we want to hear your story because we want to share and we want to lift each other up. So you know how to reach us. If you email us, we'll email you back, right? If we can figure it out. If we can figure it out. We can and we will. Or if you DM us, that we can figure out. Definitely. On our email, you know how to reach us. It's unpolishedtherapy at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Unpolished Therapy. You know where to find us every Wednesday because we are on the corner of audacity and advice. This week, for sure, my wheels got spun upside down. I'm pretty sure Dr. Boca did too. I know I came in hot. You do bring me down to somewhat of a human level by the end of our conversations. But this was one that I really feel needed to be addressed. And I hope it does good for everyone. Bethany aside. Agreed. And thank you. I'm glad that you were able... Final thoughts? Totally. I'm glad that you were able to vent it out. And I think it's important that you were able to say what you needed to say. And now we can move on and we'll take the lesson that we just have to step up and take care of our people and take care of the world and try to do the say yes when we can and at least acknowledge people. Say yes to the dress. Say Say yes, yes, goddammit, to the dress. Or if you want to say, hell no right? You can't go. Then just say, it doesn't matter. Just respond. That's really what it's all about. So anyway, rant, 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 rant is over. I feel better. Dr. Boca, I love you. Thank you for this session. To the listeners out there, thanks for hanging out with us this week on the corner of Audacity and Advice. I'm Rachel Silver Cohen with the one and only DB, Dr. Boca. And we'll see you next week on another episode of Unpolished Therapy. Great sesh, girls. Hey, everyone, like what you heard? Then don't miss out on what comes next. Subscribe now and please give the girls a five-star rating.
Learn more at www.unpolishedtherapy.com. Find and like them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll see you next week when Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca ditch the couch, grab the mic, and break down all the wreckage.